the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time once again for another look into God's infallible book as we welcome you to another broadcast of the Riches of Grace. This program is the radio voice of Grace School of the Bible and is brought to you by Christian people who believe the Bible to be the Word of God and who appreciate its power and authority. At the heart of our ministry is the desire to help you appreciate and rejoice in the riches of God's grace to us in Christ. That's why we call this program the Riches of Grace. We're happy you've tuned our way today and trust that our time together will prove a real blessing as we continue with a series of studies designed to help you understand and enjoy the Bible. My name is Alex Kurz, and it's my privilege to invite you to join us as Richard Jordan, president of Grace School of the Bible, brings us another message from the Word of God. Thank you, thank you, Alex. And my friend, we're certainly glad to have you join us today. And we trust that our time together in God's Word will be a rich blessing and help to you. What a joy it is to, to be able to turn to the Scriptures and, and to allow the Spirit of God to speak to us through His Word. And today I want to kind of address a, a, a question that um, I believe every believer should ask. Um, there, there are a lot of questions that believers ask. I understand that. We, we get scores of questions here at our offices each month. People that listen to the radio program, people that watch our television ministry or read our literature or listen to the tapes and, and so forth, and, and they write or they call with questions. Yet, there are some questions that are more basic than others. Some questions will go to the heart of an issue rather than simply skirt around the edges of it. And there's one question that it seems to me, uh, and I've discovered and learned through the years, that this one question, if you answer this question, it will dispel many other questions. And for the questions that it doesn't dispel, it will give you the the ability to answer simply. There's one question that every believer should ask and, and answer scripturally. And simply put, that, uh, that question is, why Paul? Why in the world is the Apostle Paul in the Bible? Why does he write 13 of the 27 books of the New Testament Scripture? What's going on? I mean, Jesus Christ is the central person of our faith, and you have his life on earth in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and it was wonderful. And then you come into the early Acts period, and you see the Holy Spirit come and, and confirm the word that Christ had taught his apostles, the things he had trained them to do. The Holy Spirit comes and confirms the validity of that in their ministry with mighty power and wonders and, and carries on that work in the early Acts period, and it's going wonderfully. And then, bingo, all of a sudden, up pops the Apostle Paul. And he doesn't just pop up on his own. It was so important that Paul be brought on the scene that Jesus Christ literally comes back from heaven in Acts 9 and arrests the wild career of his chief enemy in the earth, his chief opponent, the leader of the world's rebellion, Saul of Tarsus, and saves him by his grace. 
and then makes him a chosen vessel, the Apostle Paul. Surely, such a startling thing as that, something that is that important to the Lord to accomplish, surely that deserves the question, why? And it deserves that question to be answered. Because the answer to why would Jesus Christ come and save Saul of Tarsus the way he did and make him Paul the Apostle? And there's no question about that he did. In every epistle, Paul writes, he starts off, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Galatians chapter 1, verse number 1, he says, Paul, an apostle, then he says, puts a parenthesis, not of men, wasn't of human origin, neither by man, no human instrumentality or group ordained Paul, but by Jesus Christ directly, the Lord Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. You see, it, it was the risen, glorified Lord from heaven's glory at the Father's right hand that the Father sent back to, to ordain Paul as an apostle. And that's why he can say that, as, as he does in so many occasions, that uh, he, uh, he is an apostle, Paul the apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God. Now, during Paul's life and ministry, the question of why Paul came up. In fact, there were many people who actually denied Paul's apostleship. They said, we don't need any apostles other than the twelve. And who are you? And if you read 1 Corinthians chapter 9, for example, or 2 Corinthians chapter 10, you'll see that people were questioning his right to be an apostle. 1 Timothy 2, verse number 7, Paul says, Where unto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle. And that had become such a controversial thing that he puts a parenthesis, I speak the truth in Christ and lie not. In other words, I'm telling the truth when I tell you that Jesus Christ ordained me, chose me to be an apostle. Well, then if it was that important, why would he have done it? Why another apostle? Well, some people say, well, he isn't really another, that what he is is he's really the twelfth apostle, that the apostles, the eleven in Acts 1, made a mistake by choosing Matthias, and that they shouldn't have chosen Matthias because that required the Lord Jesus Christ then later to come on the scene and rectify their mistake by choosing Paul. But my friend, if there's anything that is clear in the record of God's Word, it is that the Apostle Paul was not one of the twelve apostles. Uh, he, he was not made an apostle in order to fill up the ranks of the twelve apostles. If there's anything clear in Scripture, Paul wasn't one of the twelve. Number one, he did not qualify to be one of the twelve apostles. Now, that's important, because if you don't qualify, you can't get your name on the ballot to get elected. In Acts chapter 1, Peter is, is, is very clear that having spent 40 days with the Lord Jesus Christ and been instructed of him out of the Scriptures, having the Scriptures open to him and been taught the Scriptures, he's very clear that Psalm 69, verse 25, needed to be fulfilled, and that one needed to be chosen from their ranks to replace Judas. 
In Acts chapter 1, verse 21 and 22, give the qualifications for being one of the twelve apostles. Wherefore, these men, which have accompanied with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning with the baptism of John, under that same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. Notice the qualifications to be one of the twelve. They had to company with this group from the beginning, from the baptism of John until the day of the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the reason for that qualification, Matthew chapter 19, verse 28, Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, Ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. The Lord Jesus Christ himself had set up that criteria for, uh, for being one of the twelve. In John chapter 15, verse number 27, when he's in the upper room with them, he, he tells them, Ye also shall bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. So the qualifications to be elected as one of the twelve apostles meant that you began with the baptism of John under the day, same day that he came up. Now you know when I say that, that Paul didn't qualify. The, the job that they were going to have was to be a witness of his resurrection. Now, I know what preachers do. They usually say, oh, to be one of the twelve, you had to be a witness of his resurrection. That isn't what the verse said, though, is it? You see, it didn't say that. It says the qualification is that you accompanied with us from the, from the baptism of John until the same day that, uh, that Christ was taken up so that you can be a witness. Now, that's important. An apostle is not chosen because he was a witness of the resurrection, or you would have over 500 of them, because he appeared to over 500 of the brethren at once. You see, the function, one of the jobs of the apostle was to bear witness of his resurrection. But the qualification meant that you had to be there from the baptism of John, followed with him all through his earthly ministry, to have been instructed and taught with him, and then all the way to the ascension. Paul didn't qualify for the job. Number two, the man that did, one of the men, Matthias, was chosen by the apostles and then was endorsed by God the Holy Spirit because in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit filled all 12 of these men, Matthias included. But that isn't all. Not only did Paul not qualify, and Matthias did, but Paul in his ministry did not work under the same commission that the 12 apostles had been given. Paul literally worked under a different commission. For example, in Matthew chapter number 28, Jesus Christ, as he is uh, in his ministry between his resurrection and prior to his ascension, he meets his disciples out on a mountain in Galilee, and he says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, and teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Now, anybody that knows anything about Paul's ministry knows this passage isn't something he worked under. I know that may sound shocking to you, 
But it's time that you quit thinking through the religious traditional lenses that you've put on your the end of your nose to read the Bible with, perhaps, and listen to what the verses say. Christ commissions these people to go baptize people, the nations in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and teach them what he had taught them to teach. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 14 to 17. Paul says, I thank God that I baptized none of you but Crispus and Gaius, lest I some said I baptized in my own name, for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Now, nobody working under the Matthew 28 commission could say, Christ didn't send me to baptize. Nobody working under the Matthew 28 commission could say, I'm glad I didn't baptize people. Because to be obedient to Matthew 28, 19, you had to practice water baptism. You were commanded and commissioned to do it. Now, I know what preachers say. I know what people say. They say, well, in 1 Corinthians 1, Paul was not, uh, he was speaking as an evangelist. Baloney. You show me one verse in your Bible that says Paul was speaking as an evangelist. You see, that's church tradition. That's theological gimmicks developed by people who can't face the verses and, and, and let the light of the verses shine on their denominational tradition. Now, I'm not trying to be unkind to you, but somebody needs to say that to you. Every book Paul wrote, he wrote Paul an apostle. He wrote as an apostle. Matthew 28 uh, commission is given to the apostles as apostles. Okay? I mean, it was the 11 that went away into Galilee, into the mountain where Jesus had appointed them, and he came and showed himself unto them, and he said to them, he is talking to the apostles. Paul, as an apostle, said, Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Now, you can make that anything you want to make it. Change that verse any way you want to change it, but there it is. And if you try to make those two things the same, you're going to choke on it. They're not the same. Paul did not follow the commission that the twelve followed. Not only that, but Matthew 28, 20 says that they're to teach them, their, their disciples, all things whatsoever, teach them whatsoever things I have commanded you. Well, Jesus Christ was very clear in, in the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5, verse number 19, whatsoever therefore shall, whosoever therefore shall break one of the least of these commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, that is, do and teach the law. Verse 18, the same shall be great in the kingdom of heaven. The commission in Matthew 28, 20 requires the teaching of the law, the enjoining of the commandments of the law upon the disciples. Paul says, ye are not under the law, but you're under grace, Romans 6, 14. The only way to understand Romans 6 and Matthew 28 is to understand that they are different programs. If you don't do that, well, then you don't have a prayer of understanding those passages. You see, there's something different between the ministry that Christ gave from heaven to Paul and the ministry that Christ on the earth gave to the twelve apostles. There's a different ministry. That's why Paul is not one of the twelve. He's part of something different that God is doing. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse number 5, just in case you missed all the other, Paul says, writing by inspiration of, of, of God, that uh, 
First Corinthians 15, verse uh, uh, 3. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scripture, and that he was seen of Cephas, and then of the twelve. Verse 8, last of all he was seen of me. Paul, writing by inspiration of God the Holy Spirit, so God through Paul says, that he was seen of the twelve, and then later of Paul. God, through the pen of Paul, says the twelve and Paul are different. They're not the same. So, why Paul? If Paul was not made an apostle for the purpose of filling up the ranks of the twelve and continuing the ministry of the twelve, why was he made an apostle? Well, let him answer in his own words. 1 Timothy 1, verse 13. 1 Timothy 1, 13. Who before was a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious? But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord Jesus was exceeding abundantly with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Howbeit, for this cause, I obtained mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all long-suffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. Paul says that God saved the chief of sinners by grace and then sent him out to be the herald, the chief herald of that grace. When he says he's the chief of sinners, he didn't. he's not saying he's the worst sinner, the worst prolificate that ever lived. Well, in Philippians chapter 3, he says, as touching the law, he was blameless. He had the righteousness of a Pharisee, humanly speaking. When he says he's the chief of sinners, he's talking about what he's saying in verse 16, that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth a pattern for all long-suffering, a pattern to them which should have to believe on him the life everlasting. You see, in me first, that is, he's a pattern. He's at the head of the line. He's the first in line, and after him comes everyone else. That's why he would say to the Corinthians, Be ye followers of me, even as I am of Christ. You see, Paul was saved in order to be a, a pattern. Galatians 1, verse 15, But it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his Son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. Jesus Christ is, is revealed to us today in the dispensation of grace through the ministry of the Apostle Paul. How? Galatians 1, verse 11, I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's why in Galatians chapter 3, Paul says, For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. You see, God has, God, 
God raised up the Apostle Paul to be the great grace giver. Just as Moses was the lawgiver to Israel, God's spokesman to Israel, so Paul was made God's spokesman for the church, the body of Christ. And just as God had interrupted the prophetic program that was carried on by our Lord in his earthly ministry and the early the apostles in the early Acts, just at the moment when he interrupted that prophetic program, just as wrath was ready to be poured out, he interrupted that program and introduced a new program, made known a secret purpose, a secret plan that he had for, planned from the ages in eternity past, now reveals it to 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 put on display the riches of his grace to us in Christ. And he did that by saving the chief opponent that he had on the planet. A man who had the prophetic program continued on would have been the world's leading candidate to have been the Antichrist himself. And God interrupted the prophetic program, did something marvelous. Paul said, I before was a blasphemer. Who did he blaspheme? Well, he had blasphemed against the Lord Jesus Christ and against the Holy Spirit. Do you remember what Jesus said? He said, if you blaspheme against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven you. But you blaspheme against the Holy Ghost, it won't be forgiven you in this world or the world to come. In order to save Saul of Tarsus, it couldn't have been in what Christ called this world or the world to come. God literally had to introduce a new dispensation, a change of the program, in order to save the blasphemer, the chief of sinners, and make him the pattern for you and me today. You see, when you take the chief of sinners and the savior of sinners and you put them together, you've got a great combination. You've got a combination that reveals the grace of God. Why Paul? Well, not to make him one of the twelve, but to make him a pattern for you and me today to reveal his son in us, and to make known the secret purpose and program that God is executing today in the dispensation of grace, and which he makes you a part, of which he makes you a part when you trust Jesus Christ as your Savior. You need to understand who you are in Christ today, if you're in Christ. If you're saved today, you need to understand what God's doing today, and the part in it that you have. And you find that revealed in your Bible, through the ministry that Jesus Christ from heaven's glory gave to you through the pen of the Apostle Paul. That's why Paul is in the Word of God. He's God's spokesman for the dispensation of the grace of God. You need to understand where you are in the program of God and how that program, what that program is, how it functions. That's what you find in the message of God's grace revealed to us in the epistles of the Apostle Paul. And I say to you that if you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you've never trusted the message, the gospel that he gave through the Apostle Paul, striving about things in other areas, whether it's another part of the Scripture or it's in religion, will be of no avail. Let me give you a little booklet, a free booklet, entitled, Why Paul? Now, we usually give away Bible study tapes. Today, I'm going to give you a little book. It's entitled, Why Paul? It's chock full of Scripture that explain who Paul is and why Paul was chosen to be the apostle of the Gentiles, your apostle and my apostle in the dispensation of grace. 
you need to understand. Paul says the test of real spirituality today is understanding this issue. He said, if any man think himself to be spiritual or a prophet, let him acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. My friend, if you're at a place in life today where you genuinely want your spiritual life function the way God intends it to function, then you need to understand this issue. Let me give you this free Bible study tape, Why Paul. Now, I said it was a tape, but it's not. It's a booklet. <laughs> Just the habit of saying that. Little Bible study booklet, Why Paul. To receive your free copy, simply call me here at our toll-free number, 888-535-2300. That's 888-535-2300. Or, of course, you can write me here at the, at, at the Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. That's the Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. My friend, we also want you to know about Grace School of the Bible because we have a, we have a rather uniquely designed three-year Bible Institute program available on an extension basis. Our school is, is unique in, in several ways. First, we, we follow the Pauline design for the edification of the believer in our curriculum. Rather, rather than patterning our curriculum after the standard systematic theologies that are uh, used by most Bible institutes and Bible schools and seminaries, we, we followed a clearly designed outline and pattern for edification that's found in Paul's epistles. And what that does is it allows students to grow to maturity uh, the Pauline way and, and to quickly be prepared for the ministry that the Lord has for them. Another, another uniqueness of, of Grace School of the Bible is that it's offered on an extension basis through the use of a video. In other words, we, we send the school to you rather than requiring you to come to us. And what that does is allows you to enjoy the regular sound Bible teaching and edification in the comfort and convenience of your own home and to fit it into your own scheduling demands and the, and the ministry that perhaps you already have where you are. If you are or you have ever desired to be a serious student of God's Word, why not call us today for a free catalog? That number again is 888-535-2300. And let me also say thanks to those who are helping us to keep this program on this station. This is uh, genuinely listener-supported radio, and I hope you're encouraged to know that there are folks in your area who love the Word of God rightly divided, and who rejoice in the message of grace and the joy of the grace life. My friend, if you don't have a fellowship to attend this week where the message of grace is taught from the rightly divided Word and the grace life is clearly proclaimed, call me, and we'll put you in touch with a group in your area where you can find that fellowship and encouragement. Our number again is 888-535-2300. Or, of course, you can write me at any time at The Riches of Grace, Box 97, Bloomingdale, Illinois, 60108. And, friend, if you're still not sure of salvation, that your sins are forgiven, and that you have eternal life as a present possession, be sure to let us know, and we'll be happy to send you some gospel literature that will make the way plain. That number, again, is 888-535-535. 2300. Thanks for joining us today, and until we meet again this same time and place next week, 
Maranatha. I want to General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.